Hi, welcome to the Spiritually Minded Mom podcast, where every mom can find hope, joy, and God's hand in motherhood. You'll hear interviews with all kinds of moms who are learning how to navigate motherhood. Most of all, you'll learn that you have a partner in motherhood, a loving Heavenly Father who wants you to succeed and is always there to help you in your most important work as a mother. And now, here's your host, my mom, Dara Trendler. Welcome to episode 40 of the Spiritually Minded Mom podcast. I am really excited to be here today. So this episode is going to be a little bit different. I don't have an interview today, but I am going to be sharing what some people have, some of the listeners have called in and shared um, recently about the new Come Follow Me curriculum. If you're not familiar with what I'm talking about when I say Come Follow Me curriculum, let me bring you up to speed. So in October, our the prophet of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which is the church that I belong to, announced that we would no longer be going to a three-hour block of church, but that we would be condensing that to two hours, and that we were being asked to use that extra hour to have a more home-centered church. So we, as parents, were given the responsibility to be using that time, that extra time, to teach our children at home. And if we didn't have children, then we were doing it individually or in, with groups of people. But there is a whole curriculum that came out with a manual, that's, and the curriculum is called Come Follow Me, and this year we are studying the New Testament. So when I say Come Follow Me curriculum, that's what I'm talking about. So let me give you a little bit of preface about why I'm doing this episode. So a few weeks ago, I posted on Instagram about the new Come Follow Me curriculum and how it was going in my home. I wrote in that post that... I had kind of had my own freak out moment where I let Satan get the better of me. I It was on a Sunday night. I was tired. Um, it had been a long day. And I was feeling like we are completely failing. I was comparing myself to what other people were doing. I was feeling like we weren't doing enough. All of these things. Fortunately, it wasn't a very long lasting freak out moment because my husband was right there and kind of heard me saying these things. And he you know, turned me around and said, hey, we're doing it. We're doing great. What we're doing is awesome. And he was right. And he kind of set me straight. So I went to Instagram and the next day and I kind of, or a couple days after that, and I posted about, you know, my experience and how I really have come to realize that implementing Come Follow Me and teaching our children in our homes is really simple. And all it takes is some consistency. And we don't need a lot more than just our scriptures and the the curriculum, the the actual manual, and the guidance of the Holy Ghost. So that was what I shared in my post. And I'll link that post in the show notes if you want to go back and see it. Um, but the, the post sparked a lot of discussion that I loved. I loved reading all of the comments that people were sharing. A lot of people were saying, yes, I've had that same experience. Um, you know, and a lot of the comments were about simplicity and consistency. And that was what was key to doing this. And we don't need to have these freak out moments. There were a few conference talks that were referenced. Um, and I'll be putting links to those in the show notes. So if you want to go to spirituallymindedmom.com and read some of those, you can, you can find them there. Many of the comments emphasized that it's just doing what works for your family and not comparing, which I wholeheartedly agree with, whatever it looks like for your family. And if it's different from me, I don't judge you for that at all. And and hopefully no one else will either. And if they do judge you, oh, well, but it's just about doing what works for you. I really loved what one mom commented that she and her family had done for their very first lesson with Come Follow Me. They were on a ferry boat 
and they had been they had spent a week in the Helsinki Finland temple and she said that they were on this ferry boat it was a Saturday night so it was the end of the week and they hadn't done their lesson yet and so they just got on their devices and had their journals and they had each other and they talked about the lesson for that week and she said there was lots of distractions around but it was just showed her how simple it is and how how easy this is to implement and that even with being in a, a place a public place with lots of distractions they were still able able to do it and I just I loved the simplicity of that story another commenter um, shared on that post that she was reminded while she was teaching the primary children to sing the hymn come follow me that she was reminded of of the simplicity of doing this in our home by a phrase in that hymn. And if you if you look at that hymn, and you've, I'm sure you've heard this before, but there's a verse that says, come follow me, a simple phrase. And I think that that's an invitation to us to not, not overcomplicate it, that what the Savior taught was simple, and that's what we're trying to teach to our children. So my hope with that post that I put on Instagram was just to encourage you as a mother to not overthink teaching your family this curriculum. I Like I said before, I truly believe that the manual and your scriptures plus the companionship of the Holy Ghost is really all that you need. And so I was getting overwhelmed and I didn't need to be, and I just wanted to share that we don't need to be overwhelmed. So going along with this, I was also creating an Instagram story and kind of on the fly, I was reviewing the story and what I had said, and I was putting the text on it so that I could put it onto my Instagram account. And I typed out hashtag come follow me. I'm sorry, hashtag keep come follow me simple. And as I typed that out, I thought, yes, that that's what we need to do. We need to keep Come Follow Me Simple. And so that prompted me to open it up to all of you, the listeners, to call in and share what you're doing and how you are keeping Come Follow Me Simple and what it looks like in your family. So in today's episode, you'll be hearing from the listeners who called in to give their answers, and you're going to love them. I loved that they were all varied and had lots of different things to share. And they also shared the blessings that they're receiving from doing it. So I hope that that will encourage you. Before I share those calls, I wanted to share a few of my thoughts. So one thing that you may not know about me is that I am a recovering Pinterest addict. Like when Pinterest first came out, I was on there all the time and I was pinning and I just felt like I had to have all these perfect things that I was doing for my kids, the crafts that we were doing at the birthday parties and all of that. And I will probably share it another time that a lot of that was a big crash and burn and I and it wasn't a really a good thing but one of the things that came out of that time in my life was trying to improve our family home evenings and I joined a group with 10 other moms or there was 10 of us total and we were creating family home meeting lessons and exchanging them I think it was every month. I really can't remember all the details. But so what it, what it looked like is that I would spend a month and create a family home meeting lesson and I would duplicate it 10 times and someone else would do the same. And so we would come to together about once a month and we would each have a family home meeting lesson done 10 times and we would exchange them. And when we walked away from that meeting, we had 10 different family home meeting lessons that we could then go home and teach to our families. And what a great idea, right? We're helping each other share the gospel in our home and it was great. And we had all these um, things that we did, like they had to be in a certain kind of folder and they had to be laminated and in color and all of these things. And so it sounds great. And so I was super excited. I came home and we're going to have these great family home evening lessons. It's all put together. I just have to pull the file folder out. And we started doing them. And I can tell you, we did them for a couple of months. And 
it was probably some of the worst family home evening lessons that we've had. And I don't know if my kids remember them or, you know, whatever, but my kids were so irreverent and bouncing off the walls. And, you know, the, the stories with, with the figures on a popsicle stick were totally distracting them. And, and I'm not saying that those things are bad. I think those are really good things, but for where we were at and my family at that time, it just wasn't working. And I kept, I felt really discouraged about our family home evenings. I thought, here I put in all this effort and time and why isn't this working? And through a lot of different experiences, which I won't go into all the details, but some of it came from talks I heard in general conference. Um, Some of it came from some different promptings that I received from Heavenly Father. I realized that I was way overcomplicating and I kind of got the impression that I needed to simplify our family home evenings and I needed to follow the spirit to do what worked for our family. And these beautiful family home evening lessons were great. There was nothing wrong with them, but they just weren't working for my family. And so I really gained a testimony at that time that simplifying and just doing what works for my family is what I needed to do. So I basically put all of those family home evening lessons in a filing cabinet. I didn't look at them for many years. I think I eventually gave them away or donated them. And we just started having really simple family home evenings. We would read a story in a church magazine and talk about it, or we would talk to the kids about what they had learned at primary and expound upon that, or read a scripture story. Um, I think we taught a few of the concepts out of Preach My Gospel. We just did the things that we felt would work for our family. I just want to, I'm just sharing that with you that, you know, you don't have to do these complicated things. And that was a lesson I learned a long time ago. And why I was forgetting that with Come Follow Me is beyond me, but I'm glad that I was able to redirect and have my husband there by me to tell me, nope, we're doing great. This is this is all good and we don't need to overcomplicate this. I also love a story that Elder Bednar, who is an apostle, shared back in 2009 in conference. And you might remember this story, but he was talking about the experiences that his family had with his children in his home growing up and how he and his wife had always been very consistent and wanting to do family prayer and scripture study and family home evening. Um, But he was very honest about how some of those family home evenings and scripture study looked. And um, he said in the talk that, you know, he would hear his children having outbursts and saying things like, he's touching me, make him stop looking at me, mom, he's breathing my air. Those were his exact words that he shared in that talk. And I'm sure that you're all like, yep, that's how my family home evenings go. And because I can totally relate to that. We've had many, many times where, you know, it's just been rambunctious and crazy. And you feel like, are we, you know, you feel kind of discouraged. Like, are we making a difference? Is this really going to make a difference? And I really loved what, what Elder Bednar shared. Um, during that talk, he he shared this. He said, Sister Bednar and I thought helping our sons understand the content of a particular lesson or a specific scripture was the ultimate outcome, but such a result does not occur each time we study or pray or learn together. The consistency of our intent and work was perhaps the greatest lesson, a lesson we did not fully appreciate at the time. So it really wasn't about what they were, you know, the, what those lessons looked like or any of that. It was just the consistency that they were continuing to do it. And that's what made the difference for their sons as they grew into adulthood. And I love that reminder for us. Like if you're trying to teach us curriculum and it's crazy, don't worry, don't give up. It's really about just, just simplicity and consistency and using the Holy Ghost to guide you. So now I'm going to play the listeners who called in. And I hope that what when you hear what others are doing and how they're implementing come follow me and teaching the gospel in their home that that will not cause you to compare yourself that is not the point of this at all 
I mean, I told you my own struggles with that. I don't, I don't want us to compare with each other, but what I do hope is that it will inspire you to seek God's guidance and to listen to the Holy Ghost and then do with your family what you feel prompted to do. So here are the listener calls. My name is Chelsea Bretsky from Alberta, Canada. Um, I think the biggest change that we've seen with the Come Follow Me is that we used to, the pacing of it all, we used to just read through the scriptures and I would try and explain as we went, but we've drastically upped the comprehension, I think, of my young children because we just, there's just a little bit of scriptures, a little bit of the story from the New Testament each week. And so we tell it again and again and again. We read it from the anim, um, the picture scriptures and we read it from the real scriptures and we tell it in our own words and our kids say it and then we act it out. And then we watch a video and actually because it's the Bible, there's so many great resources out there. You can type it in and there's all our other great Christian friends have spent a lot of time making resources and things for that we can use. So I've loved that as well. Um, and then we've got the Bible videos, like we just get to, to go over it again and again and again, as simple as we can. And by the end of the week and when they go to primary, they're like, I actually know this story and they're connecting and they're realizing that it isn't just something that, oh, we read the scriptures and mom talks about it, but it's something that can become a piece of them and their own understanding and eventually their own testimony. So I'm grateful for the way that it's made us slow down and repeat and um, teach in a way that it's getting into their little hearts and their little minds. Hey, I love this question, and I just wanted to chime in. Um, you know, I love this new program because we're doing a lot, um, a lot of things different. We had struggles, like, you know, we always met with our family and our two teenage girls in the morning and it was they to read scriptures last year and it was just they were totally disengaged they were tired they would like open their eyes to read their verses and then close them again and so we knew that we would have to make a change and so we really got their input on what would work best and they recognized that too that in order for this to be like a, a discussion and um, really be meaningful that we would have to change the time and so we do it at night now and it's difficult um, because Blaine and I are tired but um, it's when they want to talk the most and what we're finding is that we're doing a lot less scripture reading we do you know we'll read the verses for the day and then we discuss them and um, we're getting so much participation from the girls we let them talk the most um, we'll ask a question and if they they share. They're sharing all kinds of great things that are happening in their lives. They share their struggles and um, some of the fears, and sometimes the conversation veers way off from what is in the book or what maybe the question was, but um, we are connecting as a family so much more than we ever have. Um, we're doing the same thing as you where we're reading the Book of Mormon individually. Our, our kids are reading that. Um, at night as well or whenever they have a chance to. Um, but I just love that this is it's fostering so much more uh, discussion and they're, we're really likening it to our lives. And um, it's been great. We're just it, sometimes discussions go way longer than we had even hoped or planned for. And 
they're connecting with each other. The girls are helping. They, they'll share an experience that, um, you know, can help their sister. So they're helping each other. They're building each other. Um, it's just brought so much more connection. And that's what I think our families need. I, you know, in this day and age, we just need to connect more spiritually and emotionally. And, um, it's just been really great. We've just really enjoyed it. And sometimes, some days are worse. Like we had a Sunday kind of like yours where we had planned to do a little bit more and they were just tired and it didn't go so well, but we just picked up last night and, uh, carried on and kind of skipped that section, that little section in that week's, um, plan and went to the next and it's just been great. Hi, my name is Robin and I have six kids. Um, and they range in age from newborn all the way up to 14. One thing that's working well for us is each Saturday I go online to the manual and I pretty much copy and paste the pieces of the personal study onto a bookmark that I make into a trifold. It takes about five minutes and I highlight and bold all the scriptures in it. And then the kids throughout the week, my older kids will use that bookmark and it breaks up the study into smaller sections so it doesn't feel overwhelming. And then throughout the week, we'll discuss a little bit here and there. And if in my personal study, I find something that inspires them, then I'll email them either a link to a talk or um, a article in the New Era, the Enzyme, that fits well with what we're studying. And if they read it, they get a reward. If they don't, then they, there's no punishment. But it just opens the enrichment for all of us. And it's been really good to have these discussions in our family. So the little kids... I do the same thing, but I do it with the primary manual. And I break those up into even smaller chunks. Like sometimes all I have to do that day is sing a song or draw a picture or color something. So it's all copied and pasted. It's all coming directly from the church. There's no added supplemental stuff unless I am inspired specifically to do that for my family. And it's helped us be able to focus on what we need to. And we've all learned so much. And we're so grateful for this new program. Thank you again for your podcast and for all the inspiration you do for me and my family. Hey, Darla. Um, this is Ashley. I'm calling from Nashville, Tennessee. And regarding your question about Come Follow Me, um, so I have three little ones, and I'm expecting a fourth. Um, my three, they're six, four, and two. And so we keep things extremely simple and, you know, coloring pictures taking walks outside to do, you know, little just basic lessons. Um, and then we just talk. We just talk and ask questions and have a conversation at their level and level of understanding and level of, you know, being able to participate. But I think one of the biggest things that has influenced me and my husband um, is President Nelson's talk from October 2018 conference, um, his very last talk, Becoming Exemplary Latter-day Saints. And in it, he says, um, the new home-centered, church-supported, integrated curriculum has the potential to unleash the power of families as each family follows through conscientiously and carefully to transform their home into a sanctuary of faith. And my husband and I just keep focusing on those words, the potential to unleash the power of families. And every time we end our lesson, our home study lesson on Sunday, um, we end with a prayer and either he or I says it and say it and we um, pray for the associated blessings that come with um 
participating in this program and that the, those blessings will help unleash the power of our individual family. And we, we say those specific words. We, we pray for that exactly, that we, as a family, as we are faithful in, um, in participating in this program, as we are faithful in it and follow the prophet and the, the commandment of or this new commandment, um, that we will see the power of our family unleashed um, in our home. And that has brought so much peace and comfort and power already um, amidst the, you know, screaming tantrums and the, you know, little ones not listening and wondering if what we're doing is really even getting into their heads, we know that we are doing it and we have faith in it and that he will bless us for that. And um, so that's that's my two cents. And I, it's super simple, but just saying a prayer and asking for those blessings as we have faith to act on what Heavenly Father has asked us to do. So thanks for everything you are doing, Darla. You have changed my life already so far and so grateful for your podcast. Keep it up. Thanks. Bye. I loved what these listeners shared. They all had something different. They were all doing it a different way based upon how their family was doing it. They're all, but they're all seeing blessings from applying the Come Follow Me curriculum in their home and implementing it in a way that works for them. And that is really, to, just to wrap up today, that's what I wanted to emphasize. All of our families have challenges. You may have a husband who isn't actively participating in what you're trying to do, or you may have children that don't want to participate. I don't know all of your individual struggles and challenges, but I know that Heavenly Father knows those challenges and he will guide you. He will be there to help you. And that if you don't take anything else away from this, it would, I hope that you will take away that you can turn to him and that he will be there to help you in the podcast every week. You know, I asked the guest, how have you seen and felt God as your partner in motherhood? And I would just say, use him as your partner in this. If if you want to teach your children this, these things and have a, a home that is focused on the gospel and the gospel learning, you can do it. And he, he will help you to know. And it's not about what I'm doing. It's not about what these people that called in are doing. It's about what you can do and what your family needs. I loved um, everything that all of these these listeners shared, especially the two things that stood out to me was I loved what Heather said about letting your children talk the most, especially if you have teenagers, which is where I'm at. Um, I need to be quiet more and I need to, to listen to them more. And I loved what Ashley said. I, I, I think she wraps everything up really well by sharing the quote from, from President Nelson, um, where he says that we have the potential to unleash the power of families as we do this. And I thought that was beautiful. I'm going to link up that talk and that quote in the show notes so you can go to Spiritually Minded Mom and hear that. But there's a second half of that quote where he talks about the promises. And I just want to end on that, that these are the promises that our prophet has given us when we implement this curriculum in our home and when we are truly seeking the guidance of the Holy Ghost to teach our children. So this is what President Nelson said. I promise that as you diligently work to remodel your home into a center of gospel learning, Over time, your Sabbath days will truly be a delight. Your children will be excited to learn and to live the Savior's teachings, and the influence of the adversary in your life and in your home will decrease. Changes in your family will be dramatic and sustaining. So like I said before, we all have challenges, and you may be thinking, I don't don't know if I can surmount these challenges, but I will 
tell you that with Heavenly Father, you can, and with the guidance of the Holy Ghost that you can, and that these blessings that the prophet has promised, they're for all of us. Um, I've been reading recently in the Book of Mormon so much about how Heavenly Father is no respecter of persons. He loves all of us. He cares for all of us. There's there's no family that he loves more than another. He loves all of us. He cares for all of us, and he loves our children. He will be your partner in motherhood and in seeking to teach your children in your home. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope that this was helpful to you, and I wish you all the best, and we'll talk to you next week. I know you have a million things to do, and I'm grateful you took the time to listen to today's podcast. I hope the episode helped you to know God is your partner in motherhood. For show notes, head over to spirituallymindedmom.com. For more motherhood inspiration, follow along on Instagram, at spirituallymindedmom. And if you enjoyed the podcast, share it with a friend. I would love it if you would leave a review and rate it on iTunes. This helps more moms to find hope, joy, and God's hand in motherhood. Have an amazing day, and remember, you are doing God's work, and you are doing it wonderfully well.